Sammy is a boy much like you. He enjoys a lot of things about life. The outdoors, the indoors. He enjoys playing games, going to the park, eating ice cream. Basically, a normal, regular, everyday kind of boy. But there's one thing about Sammy that makes him a little bit different than others. And that is that Sammy really enjoys going to school. I'm sure none of you look forward to the day that you can go to school. You love being at home, learning on the telephone, learning over Zoom, just being on top of your brothers and sisters, and I'm sure it's pure shalom in your house. But Sammy, if he were in the situation that some of us are in today, would certainly be very anxious. You see, he liked going to school because he liked learning from his Rebbe. And over the telephone, his Rebbe only had time for about an hour a day. But in school, he got to listen to his Rebbe for three or four hours every single day. And not only did Sammy listen to his Rebbe's words, he tried to live by them to the best of his ability. And sometimes that got Sammy in a little bit of trouble. Because you see, he paid too close attention, or maybe you might say not enough attention, to the way his Rebbe was speaking and the words of his Rebbe. And that led to him getting into trouble or making some foolish mistake. You know, one day his Rebbe came into class and his Rebbe said, Rabbi Sai, I would like everyone to spend some time over Shabbos this week learning Pirkei Avos. And the Rebbe went and he handed out an assignment to every boy to learn of various Mishnayis. And this Rebbe decided that he should learn, Sammy that is, Perak Bey's Mishnahe. And Sammy sat down to learn Perak Bey's Mishnahe. And Sammy read the words, Ein Bor Yerechet, that a Bor is not one who fears sin. Now, the actual translation and explanation of the Mishnah is that people, in order to be able to fear Hashem properly, you need to have Yer HaShemayim. But Sammy didn't take the time to read the Mishnayis so carefully with the art scroll, because Sammy was thinking to himself of how to interpret it. It didn't help the fact that Sammy was reading it without Nikudos. And Sammy read the following, Ein Bor Yerechet. Sammy called to his older brother Chaim. Chaim, yes, Sammy, Chaim said as he was reading his own Mishnayis that his Rebbe had assigned to him. What, what's, what's a bar? A bar, Sammy? Don't you remember from Chumash, from Parshas Mishpatim? A bar is a pit. Ah, very interesting. Well, I'm not sure why that's so interesting. It's interesting in the Mishnah. But let's, let, 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 let you, you can go on doing, I, I'll take care of my own things. Ain bar yurechet. A pit cannot fear Hashem. A pit does not fear sinning. Hmm. Ah, I guess what that means is, a pit doesn't realize the serious consequences of not being covered. And it's not upset if something or someone falls into it and gets hurt or broken. Hmm, I think I need to deal with this right away. And Sammy left his house. He went outside down the block, around the corner, and there, in the middle of the street, was a large hole. You see, that winter it had snowed and frozen and got hot and got cold. And as a result, there was a large hole in the middle of the street. Massively large. 
This paddle was so large that a elephant might have fallen through. Well, Sammy, he saw this pothole many times in his walks outside. But now he understood his mission for the pothole. So Sammy left his house and he walked the block and a half to the pothole. And he had brought with him a Sefer Mesilas Yesharim. His Rebbe had told him that a Sefer Mesilas Yesharim was a book that was good for teaching people and himself how to properly serve Hashem, how to properly fear Hashem. And he took his sefer, he sat down at the edge of the pothole, he opened his sefer, and he began to read out loud. Now, of course, it's very dangerous to be in the middle of a street. It's very dangerous to be standing in the middle of the street. It's very, very dangerous to be sitting in the middle of the street. It's super dangerous to be sitting in the middle of the street reading a book. And as cars drove by, they honked, they beeped. Cars passed on his right and cars passed on his left. And every time they drove by, they beeped. And they interfered with Sammy's ability to read. He had to pause every time a car passed and beeped at him. And finally, as Sammy was sitting there and reading, there was a sound of a siren. And a car pulled up. It was a police car. And the policeman got out. And the policeman came over to Sammy. <clears throat> Sammy looked up. Oh, hi, Mr. Policeman. How are you? Young man, boy, what in the world are you doing sitting in the middle of the street? Oh, me? I am learning Musser. I am learning ethics. I think that's what Musser's called. Uh, young man, don't you know it's dangerous to be here in the middle of the street? Ah, but I know that it's also dangerous for this pothole right here in the middle of the street. And I'm trying to correct things. I'm trying to help remove the danger of this pothole. Young man... Are you trying to remove the danger of this pothole by talking to it or by filling it? Well, I'm actually going to remove the danger by talking to it. That's not possible. You can't remove any danger by talking to it. Young man, you come out of the street right now. But I can't. I can't leave behind a dangerous pothole for people or for things to break or get hurt. I'll tell you what, young man. I'll stay here guarding the pothole while the company, the road-fixing people come and fix up the pothole, and you get out of the street. Oh, but if you're going to stay here anyway, then you could protect me, and I will just help the pothole by reading this book to the pothole. Where did you get this silly notion anyway? I got it from what I was learning, what I was studying, in the Mishnah. In the Mishnah? What's Mishnah? Well, I will show you. And Sammy took out of his back pocket a Archgo Mishnayis, and he showed him the Mishnah. It says right here, Ein Bar Yerechet, of pit, does not fear Hashem, and that's why things break in it, and that's why people get hurt in it. So I am trying to teach the pit to fear Hashem, and as Sammy finished talking to this policeman, he noticed across the street was Sammy's Rebbe. Just so happened that he had been outside going to a store. He saw the policeman and Sammy having a conversation. He also saw that there were cars being blocked by the policeman's car and people were getting anxious and honking their horns. Well, the Rebbe walked over to see if he could help. Hello, officer. May I help you? Is everything okay? Uh, I'm not sure if you can help me. This young man, he's stuck here and uh, 
He's stuck here? Well, he's been here and he's not leaving and I'm trying to get him to move from this unsafe location. He was sitting here on the, sitting on the street? That's right. And he said he's trying to fill the pit with words or something. I didn't really get it. Trying to put some, 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 something thick into the pit. Um, Rabbi, I was putting ethics into the pit. Ethics? I was teaching the pit how to be a Yerei Shemayim, how to fear Hashem and fear sin. Because if I tell the pit enough Musr, the pit of Mitzvah Hashem will close up all by itself so that it will no longer cause any damage to people or to objects. The pit closed up by itself. It's a Mefurusha Mishnah in Pirkei Avos, Rebbe. Mishnah in Pirkei Avos? That's right. Perek, Bez, Mishnah, hey, just like Rebbe told me to learn. Could I see the Mishnah? Right here, it says, Ein bar yirechet. A pit can't fear Hashem. So I'm trying to teach the pit how to fear Hashem. And then... It will close itself up and no longer be a pit. Sammy, his Rebbe said with a big sigh, how about you come with me to the side of the street, let the policeman take care of this pit, and I will explain to you the mistake you made. Mistake, Rebbe? Come, come. And the Rebbe walked with Sammy to the side of the street, and I'm standing on the side of the street, watching the policeman talk on his radio to bring in a crew to fill the pit. The Rebbe pointed in the Archgol Mishnayis to the words with the kudos. Sammy, the words in the Mishnah are, Ein bor yerechet. A bor does not fear Hashem. Oh, Sammy said. Oh, that's what it means. Oh, oh, oh boy. I better run. Where, where are you going, Sammy? I'm going to talk to Yerachmiel. Yerachmiel? Yeah, Yerachmiel, you know, from our class... Why are you going to talk to him? Because I have to learn Musa with him. Why, why do you have to learn Musa with him? Because I want him to fear Hashem. Who said Yerachmiel doesn't fear Hashem? Right here in the Mishnah it says, Ein bor yerechet. A person who's boring can't fear Hashem. And Yerachmiel is so boring. It can't be possible that he fears Hashem. Sammy, that's not what the Mishnah means. And that's not nice to say about your friend. Yerachmiel is not boring. He's a quiet boy, and he keeps to himself a lot, but he's not a boring boy. And But not only that, not only is Yerachmiel not boring, but he also fears Hashem. The word bore in this Mishnah does not mean a boring person. It means a person who does not have midos tovos. A person who doesn't develop good midos can't fear Hashem. You have to develop good midos to be able to fear Hashem. And I'm sure, Sammy, that Yerachmiel has good midos, as do you. And that's why you both fear Hashem. In that case, Sammy did not get in trouble. Everyone just laughed when they heard the story. Sammy's father had a good chuckle. Sammy's mother had a good giggle. And Chaim laughed so hard that he fell off his chair and he spilled his milk. Actually, Sammy was kind of happy because Chaim got in trouble. Not that Sammy was happy Chaim got in trouble, but if anything had to happen and anyone had to laugh at him, he was glad that they were laughing and it got Chaim in trouble. But anyway, that's who Sammy is. And that leads us to today's story, which will be only the start of the story. You see, Sammy was sitting in his classroom on a Friday afternoon. His Rebbe was teaching. And as boys know, when you sit in class listening to your Rebbe, sometimes things happen in the classroom that cause you to be distracted. Now the Rebbe was going on and on and on about the malacha of kosher. The malacha of kosher, the Rebbe was talking about the malacha of kosher, the malacha of tying. And the Rebbe was saying that on Shabbos you're not allowed to tie different kinds of knots. 
You're not allowed to tie tight knots. You're not allowed to tie double knots. You are allowed to tie bows. You're not allowed to tie knots that are fancy-dancy different kinds of knots. You're allowed to untie a knot if it's causing pain, if it was untied on purpose, and all different kinds of things the Rebbe was teaching. And he kept talking about kosher and kosher and tying this and tying that and the mulacha of kosher and this and that. Now, meanwhile, during the class, normally Sammy paid very close attention to his Rebbe and he knew exactly what his Rebbe was saying. But unfortunately, on this very day, Sammy was distracted. Why? Good question. You see, Sammy had a friend who sat next to him. His name was Shimon. And Shimon had just come back from Eretz Yisrael. And Shimon had come back from Eretz Yisrael with lots and lots and lots of Eretz Yisrael treats and nash and gishmaka things, like Doritos. I don't know why he liked them, but Sammy liked Doritos. And Shimon and Sammy were talking about all the nash that Shimon had hiding in his desk so the Rebbe couldn't see. And every time the Rebbe looked away, Shimon tried to put into his mouth one of the treats. And if he was able to be quick enough, he would hand one to Sammy. And one of the treats that Shimon handed to Sammy, he handed to him some sort of treat that looked like Mentos, which are these little round candies that have various flavors. When Sammy saw them, Sammy remembered that he had just been in a store a couple days before and he had wanted to buy these candies and his mother had told them that she didn't think it was kosher. Sammy looked at these candies and he realized that these candies that Shimon had given him had not come from Eric Israel and actually, actually looked almost the exact same as the kind that Sammy's mother said were not kosher. And he wasn't sure. And so he looked at Shimon and he said, Are you sure these are kosher? Shimon shrugged his shoulders and Sammy said, I'm not sure if I can have them because, because they don't look, I don't know, I thought they were. And just at that moment, Sammy's Rebbe noticed that Sammy was schmoozing during class. Now when some Rebbeim notice some boys schmoozing in class, sometimes the Rebbeim ignore them. Sometimes the Rebbeim purposely call on the boy to make the boy know that the Rebbe knows that he's not paying attention in class. And that's what Sammy's Rebbe did. Sammy? Uh, yes, Rebbe? Uh, is everything okay there? Um, what, what are you saying about kosher? Oh, oh, actually, Rebbe, thank you for bringing that up. You see, Shimon just gave me these, and I'm wondering if they're kosher. You're wondering if they're kosher? Kosher only applies on Shabbos, Sammy's Rebbe said. And today is not Shabbos. Oh, really? Yes, Sammy. Oh, okay. Thank you so much, Rebbe, for telling me that good piece of information. I really appreciate it. I, I, I guess I was just confused for all these years. I thought it applied during the week, too. No, Sammy. Of course. Kosher only applies on Shabbos. It's only usher on Shabbos. Rebbe, so kosher is only usher on Shabbos? Yes. But the rest of the week, we don't have any usher of kosher. Nope. Nope, you can do and you should do kosher if you need it. Okay. Okay, Rebbe. Thank you so much. Well, the rest of the week went as relatively normal as possible. When Sammy came home after school on Friday, he came into the kitchen. His mother was in the kitchen and she was preparing Shabbos Kadesh. Ah, hi, Ima, how are you? And his mother said, Baruch Hashem, I am doing very well. Listen, Sammy, I'm glad you're home. You see, I have to go upstairs and I have to take care of various things upstairs. But as you see over here, I'm making some soup and I need somebody to just wait to make sure that the soup boils properly. Could you please stay down here 
and make sure the soup boils properly. The chicken's in the oven, it should be all set. And all the other food is in the refrigerator, we should be all set. Could you watch the soup? And Sammy said, no problem, Ima, I will be glad to watch the soup. And Sammy sat down at the kitchen table to eat a little snack of cookies and milk. And when he was done, he said, you know, I wonder, hmm, what am I going to do? I hope that none of the food that my mother is making is kosher, because my Rebbe said that kosher is usher on Shabbos. And I better make sure that it isn't kosher. And so Sammy went to the soup, and he looked inside, and he said, well, I don't know what's inside the soup, so I will just not eat it, because I'm very concerned that maybe my mother didn't learn this halacha ever. And he went to look at the fish, and he couldn't tell what kind of fish it was. I guess I won't be able to eat any fish either, he said. And then he looked at the chicken. And in Sammy's house, they used chicken. And on the chicken sometimes, there was something called a plumber. A plumber was a special metal tag that showed that the chicken was kosher. And the chicken in the oven that was baking had a plumber. And Sammy said, Oh, oy vey, my mother doesn't know about kosher on Shabbos. Oy vey, what am I going to do? I can't eat this chicken. And I need to be able to eat something on Shabbos. And Sammy came up with a brilliant idea. He was not going to mess up what his mother was making. No, he wasn't going to do that at all. Because he was nervous that maybe, perhaps, his parents held like a different posik. Maybe they held like a different rav who allows kosher on Shabbos. But Sammy heard it right from his rabbi. And so Sammy would have to be strict. And Sammy immediately went to the special place in the kitchen where the emergency money is held. In case of emergency, everyone in the family knew. You went to the third cookie jar in the kitchen. You opened it up and inside you, instead of cookies, you would find money. And that was to buy anything that was an emergency. If there was one. And now there was an emergency. He needed his food. Sammy took the money. He ran immediately down the block to the local grocer. And he found Tony the grocer. He said, Tony, hey, what's up, Sammy? Could you find me some delicious chicken? Oh, chicken, no problem. We have Empire, we have Milmart. Go over there and back and look. And Sammy said to Tony, I don't want Empire. I don't want Milmart. I want something that's not kosher. Not kosher? That's strange. But there's over there, over there on that shelf, right there. And Sammy went... And he picked up a package of Tyson chicken. And the Tyson chicken was clearly not kosher. Because it said on it, not kosher. And he took the Tyson chicken. He paid the cashier. He ran home. He went to the basement. He got a foil pan. Just like the other chicken was in a foil pan. And he took some of the spices that he saw his mother had made. And he, he dumped them onto the chicken. And he made a matching experience. It was the exact same chicken, just like his mother made. He put it in the oven. He put on the foil on top of the pan. He closed the oven. 
His mother came down and his mother said, How's everything doing, Sammy? Farah Hashem, everything is great. Everything is awesome. And I look forward to Baruch Hashem being able to keep Shabbos properly tonight. His mother did not know what he meant. And she went back upstairs and she said, Okay, Sammy, the soup is probably fine. Please feel free to go and take care of your getting ready for Shabbos. And Sammy did. Well, that Friday night, Sammy, his father, and his brothers came home from Shul. And the table was set so beautifully. There was candlesticks on it. His mother had lit her Shabbos candles on the table like she did when there weren't too many guests. And his father sang Shalom Aleichem and the with the boys. It was so melodious. They sat down at the table. His father filled his cup of wine with Kiddush. And he made Kiddush. And Sammy heard Kiddush. And as his father was passing out the wine for everyone to drink, it was Sammy's turn to drink the wine, and Sammy said, Oh, oh, ooh, ooh, oh. And he pointed to the bottle. Nobody knew what he wanted, but they passed him the bottle. They looked at the bottle, and then he said, Tati, do I have to drink? No, you don't, Sammy. You don't have to drink. Okay, Tati, no thank you. His parents did not know what it was all about. Chaim teased Sammy. What's the matter? The heksha is not good enough for you? And Sammy shrugged his shoulder and said something like that. Well, <laughs> they sat down after they immediately washed for Hamaitzi. And Sammy had washed too. And they made Hamaitzi. Sammy realized that, Oy vey, how's he going to eat Hamaitzi? What happens if it's kosher? What's he going to do? But then in his head he remembered that if if a person washes, they, they, they can't talk until they have a mitzi. Oh, all right. He has no choice. He's going to have to eat a little bit of a nibble of challah to be able to undo his washing. He ate a little nibble of challah so that he'd be able to talk, so that he wouldn't be stuck. Sammy's mother went to the kitchen and she took out the fish and she put it on plates and brought it to the table with some harain and some salad. And Sammy passed. He said, no, thank you. But Sammy, this is your most favorite fish. I made it with the special sauce you like so much. No thank you today. I'm not, I'm not going to have any right now. And what about the salad? Um, is it bodeg salad? Was it checked for bugs? Of course Sammy was checked for bugs. Then I don't think I can have any. What? It's complicated. Okay, okay, whatever it is. And it was time for soup. And again, this time it was... Sammy's turn to serve the soup, but Sammy said he was to himself he doesn't want to do it because he's afraid he's going to help the people do something wrong because you're not allowed to eat kosher on Shabbos and the soup is probably kosher and then he's going to feed him kosher soup on Shabbos. <gasps> Sammy made sure that he was in the bathroom during soup and instead of him serving soup, his mother served it. And by the time it was time for chicken, Sammy was really eager and excited and Sammy was sitting at the table as Chaim went into the kitchen as in their family, everyone took turns helping to clear and to serve. And Chaim went into the kitchen to serve the chicken. And he opened the oven door and he pulled out Ima, Ma! Yes, Chaim? Are there supposed to be two pans of chicken in the oven? Uh, um, no, I, I only made one pan of chicken. Um... It looks to me like there are two pans of chicken. And not only looks to me, there is. One, one second. And Sammy just sat there with a smile on his face. 
And Mrs. Sammy, Sammy's mother, she went into the kitchen and she looked at the two pans of chicken, uncertain as to why they were there. She looked and she saw the two pans of chicken and she scratched her head and she said, why are there two pans of chicken? Just then, Sammy's father had gone to throw out the soup bowls, they were using plastic, into the garbage and he found on the top layer of the garbage a wrapper from chicken. And he said to his wife, wifey, because that's what he called her sometimes, I don't understand. The wrappers in the garbage say they're Tyson chicken. Tyson chicken is kosher? And Sammy's mother, she, what? She, what? Tyson, she, what are you talking about? And Sammy's father said, come, look, look. And she did. And she saw it was true. There in the garbage can was, was were the wrappers from Tyson chicken? What in the world? She couldn't believe it. And she saw the two pans of chicken and she said, but I made empire chicken. And that's when Sammy walked into the kitchen with a big smile on his face. And he said, Ima, Tati, I made the Tyson chicken. Aren't you proud of me? Proud of you? Tyson chicken is not kosher. Why would you make it? Why would you make Tyson chicken for our Shabbos Seudah if it's not kosher? And Sammy said, Because my Rebbe told me to. Your Rebbe told you to make Tyson not kosher chicken? Actually, kind of. What do you mean, Sammy? A couple days ago in class, we were learning, and my Rebbe said that kosher is usher on Shabbos. You're not allowed to keep kosher on Shabbos. And I said to my Rebbe, you're not allowed to keep kosher on Shabbos? And he said, nope. And I said, how about during the week? And he said, yep, during the week, of course, of course, but not on Shabbos. And so I had to make sure to keep not kosher. But I wasn't sure if you knew about that Allah, or maybe you have a different posting. So I, I, I didn't want to throw yours out, but I, that's why I didn't eat the fish and, and, the, and drink the wine. Sammy, are you saying that your Rebbe taught you you're not allowed to keep kosher on Shabbos? That's what I'm saying. It's usher. I don't understand what's happening with education. I can't believe it. How can it be that a Rebbe says such a thing? It doesn't make any sense to me. Sammy's father got really upset. This requires the immediate attention of the Menahel. Sammy's father put on his coat and he marched out of the house, followed behind by a really curious Chaim, by a really smiley Sammy, and by a cute little brother, Ellie. And they marched to the Menahel's house and they knocked on the Menahel's door. The Menahel was in the middle of his Shabbos Uda, and he was singing a nice Zemer. Minucha v'simcha. Or knock, 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 knock. Oy vey, somebody's at the door. And one of his kids said, I'll get it. Tati, you can continue singing. Or la yehu. Tati, yes. It's Sammy's parents, father, and, and brother Chaim, and Sammy, and Ellie. Oh, they're at my door. Oh, what an honor, what a covet. And the Menal Rabbi Feingold went to the door, and he said, Shalom Aleichem. How are you? Guten Shabbos. I want Sammy's Rebbe fired. Whoa, that's pretty strict. Why do you want him fired? 
a yid who could teach talmidim, who could teach children such narishkeit, narishkeit, such foolishness, foolishness, a yid who could teach a talmid that kosher is usher on Shabbos, kosher is usher on Shabbos, that's not possible. How could that? I'm sure it's a mistake. I'm telling you, it's true. Sammy, well, uh, the story was, I, I was, I was had some food, and I was talking to my Rebbe, and I said, and I said, um, I'm not sure if it's kosher. He said, well, kosher is, uh, kosher is usher on Shabbos, but not during the week. And, and so, um, and, and so, yeah, that's what happened. He said, kosher is usher on Shabbos, Rebbe Feingold said. That, 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 that's, that's what he said. Oy vey. Oy vey. That's not terrible. Oy. Uh, um, family? Yes, Tati. Uh, yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, could, hold, I'll be back, I'll be back. And now Tati went out of the house, Rabbi Feingold left the house, and he was leading Sammy's father, and the really interested Chaim, and smiling Sammy, and curious Ellie, followed by Rabbi Feingold's own boys, who are making their way. Where are we going? Rabbi Feingold, Sammy's father asked, first we have to go to the Rav. Before I can fire a teacher, before I can tell a Rabbi he can't work in my school anymore, I have to speak to the Rav. That's the way the arrangement works. And they came to the Rav's house. And the Rav, Rabav Ram, was also in the middle of his Shabbos Suda. He had been in the middle of drinking a very delicious Lechayim, following his fish before he ate his soup. And he had burst into song. Lechayim, 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 Lechayim. And there was a knock at the door. And Rabav Ram's rabbits went to the door. Ah, Rabbi Feingold, Sammy's parents... What can I do for you? Is the Rav in? He is. We need to speak to him. It's an emergency. Oy vey. Oy vey. Rav, Rabbi Avram, there's an emergency. And Rabbi Avram stood up from the table so quickly his chair fell back behind him and he by mistake forgot that he had tucked the tablecloth into his belt to help serve as a napkin and he shifted the whole tablecloth and there was a lot of spilling on the table from all different types of cups and but he undid it before he pulled the whole tablecloth off and he ran to the front to the, to the door and he, eh, oh, oh, what's the emergency? Is everything alright? Is the chas shalom ill? Um, Rabbi Feingold said, it's worse than that. Worse than somebody being ill. Oyvei, oyvei. Is, is, is there, is there a, shalom, uh, a terrible storm, a tornado coming, a hurricane? It's worse than that. It's worse than that. A uh, dangerous thing. Uh, terrorist chashom. Uh, it's worse than that. Worse than that. What could be worse than all that? It's a Rebbe who is teaching Taira wrongly. What do you mean, Rabbi Feingold? Sammy, tell the Rav what your Rebbe said. And Sammy, with a big smile on his face, because he said to himself, I am confident that my Rav, my Rebbe is right, even if everyone else thinks he's wrong. He said, my Rebbe said, you're not allowed to keep kosher on Shabbos. It's awesome! Kosher is awesome on Shabbos! That's what my Rebbe said. And the Rav's face turned white. The Rav said, first of all, I'm eating kosher. I'm doing an Aver on Shabbos. And then the Rav said, I mean to say, of course kosher is not usher on Shabbos. How could kosher be usher on Shabbos? Kosher is something you have to do every day. Kosher is something you're required to do day in, day out, day, seven days a week, 365 days a year, and 354 days in a, in a lunar calendar. It doesn't make any sense. A Rebbe who teaches kosher is usher on Shabbos can't be a Rebbe in our school, in our town. We have to go tell him. And so the Rav led the group, followed by Rabbi Feingold the Manal, followed by Sammy's father, 
followed by an interested Chaim, a smiling Sammy, and a curious Ellie, and all the children who were part of that group. And the whole entire group made their way to the Rebbe's house. And the Rebbe was sitting at his table with his family with a big smile on his face. And the Rebbe was in the middle of his suda. He was up to the chicken. And the Rebbe was, the Rebbe was very, very, very happy as he burst into song. He wasn't smart, he just sang anyway that way for fun. And there was a knock at the door. And one of the Rebbe's children, I think his name was Menashe, jumped up and he ran to the door and opened the door and he saw standing in the doorway these Choshev people. He said, Shalom Aleichem Rav. And his father heard the Rav being welcomed. The Rav is here? Shalom Aleichem Rabbi Feingold. His father heard Rabbi Feingold's here? Shalom Aleichem Sammy's father and Chaim and Sammy and everyone else. And the Rebbe, whose name was Rabbi Gold, Rabbi Gold jumped out of his seat. He ran to the door and he said, Ah, with a big smile, Shalom Aleichem Aliyidin. How are you? I couldn't Shabbos. And his smile was greeted with the frowns of the faces in front of him. His great Lebedic greeting was greeted with silence. Nobody spoke except for the Rav. And the Rav said, We are here about a very serious matter. Oh, Rabbi Gold said, Please come in. Come in. Let's try to resolve the serious matter. Can you tell me, Rabbi Avram said, Can you tell me what you are eating for your Shabbos Suda? Sure, I can tell you. First of all, we had some delicious wine for Kiddush, some white Zinfandel, and then we had challah that my wife baked. I can't tell you, it was haba. it tastes as good as the mun. And then we had some oyu, filled the fish that my wife made. She took a bunch of fish and took the bones out and made it to ah, it's mamish, it's ah. And then we had soup. My wife is a very good cook. She doesn't offer us one soup. She made chicken soup and tomato soup and squash soup and bean soup. And then she has, we didn't get up to it yet, but we have chicken coming out, and she made eight types of chicken. She made sweet chicken, she made sour chicken, she made bitter chicken, she made sharp chicken, she made breaded chicken, she made sauce chicken, she made oven-baked schnitzel, she made fried schnitzel, she made all the delicious kugels that go with it, potato kugel, pistachio kugel, pistachio kugel, it's very delicious, you should try some. And she made luxion kugel, and shawmi kugel, and sweet and sour kugel, and she made tuna kugel, tuna kugel, no, it's not tuna fish, it's just called tuna kugel, because whatever, it's a very complicated thing, I don't know why I explain to you. Ah, delicious, and for dessert, my wife made eight types of dessert. I don't eat them all, because I would get really, really fat, because it's so delicious, she makes, ah, she made ice cream and she has cake and she has cookies and she has a certain kind of like nut dish and for people who are really healthy she has a fruit salad and the Rav stopped him at this point and said I don't mean what the dishes are I mean are they kosher are they kosher the Rebbe asked with astonishment in his voice are they kosher do you think I'm not going to follow the halacha? And the Rav, he, the Rav, he heard that and he said, Oy vey, oy vey, oy vey, they're not kosher. I can't believe it. Oy vey, Sammy is right. They're not kosher. What? The Rebbe said. Of course they're kosher. You have to keep kosher even on Shabbos. 
Sammy, who was standing in the crowd, suddenly felt really uncomfortable. As the Rav, the Menahel, his father, Chaim, Eli, and the 20 other boys in the group turned to look at him. And Sammy, in a wee little voice, said to his Rebbe, But Rebbe, Ra Ra Rabbi Gold, isn't it true that in class this week, Rebbe said that kosher is usher on Shabbos? No, what? Why would I ever say kosher? Kosher is not usher on Shabbos. I would never say, what? Kosher is Sammy, what do you, I mean, come on, come on, everyone is, you look at Terry, Terry says, I keep kosher, I say, we're kosher, Sammy, I, I, I appreciate the fact that your mom is a good Talmud and you listen so well, but obviously one day this week you weren't listening, obviously one day this week you were daydreaming, and obviously one day this week you didn't pay attention. And Sammy said, but Rebbe, it's true, Rebbe said kosher is also on Shabbos. As a matter of fact, Sammy said, as he turned around, Nasan, Nasan, the Manal's son, come here. Yes, Sammy, isn't it true that this week in class you learned that kosher is usher on Shabbos? And Nasan nodded his head. <gasps> Two Talmudim? And then Elchanan, one of Sammy's classmates, happened to be walking by. He had finished his suuda early and was out with his family for a little spatzir, and that's a Shabbos walk. Uh, Elchanan, Sammy called. Come here, please. Isn't it true that Rebbe taught this week that kosher is usher on Shabbos? And Elchanan said, Oh yeah, Rebbe, remember? Remember on Tuesday when we were learning halacha? Rebbe said kosher is usher on Shabbos. Sure, sure. What's the problem? Of course, Rebbe, Rebbe remembers that, no? And Sammy's Rebbe, Rabbi Gold, he looked, he looked so embarrassed. The Menahel, the Rav, Sammy's father, they were looking at him with eyes of accusation. And the Rav said, I can't believe such a chosh of a yidla. I thought you were so, I, and did you also on Shabbos, and, and, and therefore Sammy bought Tyson chicken. Elchanan and Nassim said, Tyson chicken? That's right, Sammy said. I am the only one who's a big tzaddik here because I went out to make sure that I have Tyson chicken, not kosher chicken on Shabbos because Rabbi said kosher was also Shabbos, Nassim. Elchanan, you and Nassim, what did you eat for Shabbos to make sure you listened to Rabbi? Nassim and Elchanan fell to the floor and they were laughing. This is not a funny matter, Rabbi Feingold said. Why are you laughing? And Nassim and Elchanan couldn't stop. And all of a sudden, the Rabbi... The Rebbe started to laugh. And he said, I did say kosher is usher on Shabbos. Kosher as in tying knots. Tying knots is usher on Shabbos. But of course, keeping kosher, you have to keep kosher on Shabbos. Well, just to let you know, even though Sammy Self felt a little bit silly, there was no time to focus on Sammy's problem. Because Sammy's parents had nothing to eat for Shabbos for chicken because there was no chicken because they were mixed up and they didn't know which was kosher and which was not kosher. And Sammy's Rebbe, Rebbe Gold said, No problem! Come to my house. I have eight kinds of chicken my wife made. We have plenty for everyone. Rub said, Even for me and my family? 
And Rabbi Feingold said, even for me and my family? And before you know it, Rabbi Gold's house had 40 more people 